0: getting hot in here. <laughs> What's up, guys? This is Rob, and this is the Couch on Fire podcast. And boy, do we have a good one today. Oh, yes, we do. Um, in case you guys don't know, this is the greatest show on earth. So I'm glad you tuned in, and I'm glad we're ready for a good podcast. Um, a good episode, actually. So I have a good friend of mine. He's been on the show multiple times. He uh, he's very charismatic. He's from the dirty south, and no, I said the dirty south. I live in the dirty south now, so. But uh, yeah. Let me uh, let me bring this guest in. I'm ready. What you got for me? Well, welcome to the show, Griffin. <laughs> Shalom. What's up, bud? Nice to be
1: upon you all that shit. Um, I've been working, boy. <laughs> really, ain't got too much
0: time for anything else. Well, I it's just been... I mean, you're still uh, an essential worker. Hey, have you been getting extra money? Uh, We did for a couple of weeks. We got,
1: like, two extra dollars, like, an hour, which oh. wasn't much for, like, meat people, but, yeah. man, if you're working up front, you're making, like, ten, eleven bucks an hour, that two dollars extra is a big fucking deal.
0: Oh, yeah, you're probably, like, oh, man, you're, yeah,
1: you're rolling. And then, on well, on top of that, um, just got a raise, and then... Also, we're getting in like bi-monthly payments of just like straight up lump sums of cash. It's pretty nice, so I'm uh, I'm getting paid. You know, I'm not I'm not
0: starving or anything. <laughs> well, but Christ Almighty, man! Congratulations. I mean, you you work harder than a lot of folks. Trust me, especially me. <laughs> so <Yeah.
1: laughs> honestly, I mean, it is nice having that security.
0: Yeah, that's that's good. That's good. So, besides that, what else have you been up to? Shit, boy.
1: Mostly uh, mostly just cooking, man. Working on my cooking game a little bit.
0: Yeah, which is Trying to is try always. new things. <laughs> always. You're always yeah. working on the cooking thing.
1: Well, you know, I, I always want to co- try and push myself. And it drives the people around me kind of crazy because every single time I bring them something new to eat, it's always like, okay, this is my first time doing it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like, don't you ever do anything twice? It's like, no, not really. Um, unless I feel like there's something I can improve on or if there's like, it's, it's like a 10 out of 10 recipe that I just love making and I'll make over and over again. Yeah. But I was like experimenting. I like trying new shit. I like getting weird with it. Uh-huh. Like, uh, today, for example, um, I was commissioned to make a coconut cream cake. Easiest shit in the world. You get some vanilla cake, you get like a coconut cream cheese frosting, slap it on there. It's like, that's fucking boring. So first things first let's toast the coconut. Let's brown some butter, which if you've never had brown butter, shame on you. It's an amazing thing. <laughs> and then well, I figure I'm going to make a brown butter toasted coconut custard to go in the middle of the cake. Well, time out for
0: a second. Isn't brown butter pretty much caramel? No, no. no. In a way? No, Doesn't well, doesn't it have a caramel taste? It has kind of a nutty taste.
1: Okay. Um, okay. It's basically, it's made the same way that caramel is made. Um, you take just straight up butter... And melt it in a pan, and then cook it until it browns, till the like the fats start to brown. Okay. And it caramelizes the, like the butter. Okay. Like the like the butter fats, yeah. Oh, yeah okay. Um, you can use it. I've made brown butter caramel sauce before, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's really really hard to do though, because there's like a ten degree zone where the butter doesn't burn and the caramel browns. Like, you either get, like, really light, pale, shitty caramel, or you get burned butter that tastes like shit. Yeah. If you manage to pull them both off, though, it is an amazing thing. <laughs> like, I'd beat somebody's ass for some brown butter caramel.
0: Wow. Okay. See, you know, I, I like it. You're still pushing yourself cooking. Um, your restaurant's going to be open when? 2020? 2000- uh, 2030? Honestly, God, dude, after, after this fucking... After this quarantine shit
1: is over with, there's going to be so many restaurants, unfortunately, that don't survive. Oh, oh yeah. That, like, it is going to be super fucking cheap to get into the restaurant business.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. so many. oh. my god. Like, spaces, they, equipment, everything. Business loans. They're going to be, there's going to be so many good deals because of everything that's going on in the world right now. It's kind of, I, I agree. I agree. Well, speaking of that, it's a good segue into what the first thing I wanted to talk about. Um... So a long time ago, I talked to you and I talked to a couple other people about me possibly growing my own peppers. Right. So, because I, you know, I just, I want to grow my own peppers. I want to make my own hot sauce. And boy, have I been in business making hot sauce. So I'm still unemployed. (laughs) I have been unemployed since March 20th. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I have a lot of time on my hands. So... I'm, I've been growing ghost peppers, which haven't bloomed yet. I'm a little upset about it. But my jalapeno... No, yeah, not jalapeno. Yeah, my habaneros have been growing. So I decided to venture into the hot sauce world. And this is what I wanted to talk about with you. I've been excited to talk to you about it. I know you're a foodie like me. And uh, well, that, and
1: you and I both have experience with hot sauce and hot things in general. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> All right, so my, my first my first go-around... I made a peach habanero sauce. Um, it was good. I, well, I fa- well first things first. I found out that pretty much all hot sauces have the similar base. Like they have the similar like there's there's like four ingredients that is pretty much in every hot sauce.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Some kind of vinegar, either white rine wh- white rind, I can't fucking speak. Wh- white vinegar or apple cider vinegar. Now all my sauces I've used apple cider. I wanted that that apple kind of hint, mm-hmm. um, yeah. a, a white onion, and a carrot. <laughs> like, now, now you now could, I've never put carrot in mine. Now, so my first go around, so I made a peach habanero hot sauce. So I just took five peaches, and I took mm-hmm. um, six uh, habaneros. So five mm-hmm. peaches, six habaneros, I did a half an onion, and I did not use carrots, but I use monk fruit um, sugar because it's a, it's kind of like a Splenda, but it doesn't spike up your sugar. I'm diabetic, so I got to do some kind of substitute. Um, it turned out amazing. My first go at it, I mean, you know, obviously I had that apple cider, I'm not going to go through the whole process, but you know, it's very simple to make and it didn't stink up the house. So I was really excited about it. So I was so happy that this went through. I gave it to one of my good friends. He, he's moving to Wilmington. So I drove up to Wilmington to see him. And I gave him this uh, bottle of peach um, habanero. And he ate it up. He sent me a picture. He's like, when can I order more? And I was like, man, this is awesome. Makes me feel confident. So then I decided to venture into something else. So I tried the pineapple mango habanero hot sauce. Now, this mm-hmm. one is not my favorite. I think I went a little overboard. I did 10 habaneros. I wanted, yeah, to, make, a, well, I wanted a, to make something a little hotter, you know, just something that gives you a kick because the first one was hot, but you can, to, it's tolerable. I wanted something on the, on like the, the higher spectrum, you know, like mm-hmm. I wanted something that like, Ooh, there you go. That's a kick. And, um, same process, but this time I, I did use a carrot. Now, the reason why I did a carrot is because I didn't do any sugar. Um, ah, yeah. Well, cause I got a little bit of sweetness in there. Yeah. Well, I figured the pineapple and the mango are sweet, and it's still the I still was gonna put sugar, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna keep it a little bit more natural. So I did the carrot. Um, It turned out okay. One thing I noticed that with pineapple and mango, you you don't really see too many pineapple and mango. You see either pineapple habanero hot sauce or mango habanero hot sauce. You don't see them together. And I found out why. <laughs> uh, oh, they don't play it too well together. No, they do, but it's—I don't know—it's very hard to blend together. Like it just didn't—it t- didn't have the the consistency of a hot sauce. Like the like the pineapple wouldn't break down for some reason. And then I was reading things about how like for like when you mix more than one fruit together, sometimes they don't break down. It's just the, the acidity of the pineapple. Because when you bite into a pineapple, the reason why it's so bitter is because it's trying to fight you. It doesn't want you to eat it and when you when you try to break it down with another fruit it just i don't know it just didn't turn out well it tasted good like i still have i still have a couple jars but it wasn't the best one so i was a little yeah. little disappointed now when i was making it this time i pretty much maced everyone in my house <laughs> like, Boy, oh, yeah. That's, I, that's how it was when I made that uh, chili for yeah. you. Oh, yeah. I, I thought of you the whole... cleared the place out, man. I, I thought, uh, man, I didn't, it didn't bother me, but my daughter had her therapist here. And she was just like, <clears throat> start coughing. My daughter started coughing. And I was like, what is this, COVID-19? But then I realized mm-hmm. that I'm macing the whole house. So my wife comes in and she's like, my eyes are watering. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So we're opening every window, everything under the sun. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did this. So now I realize that if I'm going to make hot sauce, it's got to be when no one's home. Right, you got to um, be by yourself, yeah. Now, I made one more hot sauce. And this might be the hot sauce that takes me to the next level of hot sauce making. I wanted to make a blueberry hot sauce. I thought about it for a while. You don't really see raspberry, blackberry. Honest man, auto- automatically you're kind
1: of from there. What happened?
0: Blueberry is just fucking weird. Yeah, see, everyone just thinks it's weird. So, okay. But you know, I, so I found a recipe, which is exactly like everything else I made, but this, it wasn't a hot sauce. Like they didn't add any vinegar. So they just put, the recipe was, blueberry, sugar, habaneros, and that's it. And I was like, no, no, no. But it was kind of like a jam, more or less a spicy jam. And I was like, I'm not gonna do this. So I was like, I'm gonna try this hot sauce. So I did some apple cider vinegar, I did some water, I did a good amount of sugar, Remember it's monk fruit sugar so it's it's not really sweet like sugar so you have to do a little bit more. And then I only did five habanero well four and a half habaneros. It was four habaneros and then one hot one teeny little one. And I did like a pint of blueberries. Mashed them all up in the pot, cooked it, rendered it down for probably about 25 minutes. And then I put it in the blender you know just did all the cool stuff i chopped up an onion put that in there a quarter of an onion and then um i put it back in the pot to let it kind of get thicker because it was very watery um hands down probably the best hot sauce i've ever had like it's not hot like it's like like it's probably the same level as tabasco but it has like a sweet blueberry taste so i put on my pancakes I gave one to another friend. They, they took, sent me pictures. They, they put it on eggs. Like, this might be... It's going to be good.
1: Nice little uh, kind of all-purpose sauce, huh?
0: <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think it's great. So my next goal is... So my ghost peppers are starting to bloom, right? They're just still green. They're like little shriveled penises right now. But as soon as they right. get to the, the stage that I can pick them, I'm going to make blackberry ghost pepper sauce. Or raspberry ghost pepper sauce.
1: Oh, see, now, why the hell would you do that? <laughs> Blackberries, man. Fucking waste of a fruit. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. got it. I mean, it's like the... There's so many seeds, and it just kind of gets everywhere. Yeah. I mean, as, as stupid as I think blueberries are, and blueberries are a stupid fruit. At least <laughs> you don't got to, like, chew around them. That's I true. Had this, That's true. Well, I, had, I, I had this smoothie blend one time, because I used to be real big into smoothies. I still kind of am. Um... But I, I, I don't go nuts for them like I used to. But it was called the Cherry Berry Blend. Yeah. And I fucking love cherries, man. I will whoop somebody's ass for some cherries. But then you got to pit them. So I see, ooh, look, frozen cherries. Great, you know. Somebody already pitted them for me. They took out all the seeds and or whatever the fuck, the little stems. I just throw it in the blender, bada boom, I got myself a smoothie. Awesome. Yeah. And I open up the bag, and there's like three fucking cherries in the entire bag. And the rest of it is blackberries, blueberries, and raspberries. I guess that's the buried part of the cherry berry. Yeah. And so, like, all right, fuck it. You know, it's, it's fucking raspberries, but I'll make it work. You know, so I throw it in the thing and I blend it up, add some sugar, add a little bit of milk to it. And it's gritty. It's like sandy because yeah. all those fucking blackberry and raspberry <laughs> seeds. I got to sit there for like five fucking minutes just filtering it through a fine mesh sieve. <laughs> You have any idea how long it takes to filter a smoothie yes. through a sieve? I don't
0: know how long, but I, I, I can vision it right now. This so you house can vision wall. me <laughs> just
1: sitting there in a robe, seven o'clock in the morning, just cussing under my breath like worthless fucking piece of shit. <laughs>
0: oh my I was god!
1: furious, man. <laughs> well I fuck the cherry berry blend.
0: That's all I'm gonna say. Well you know what? Maybe I'll make a cherry habanero hot sauce for you. That would be fantastic. Probably tastes real good too. Because I think actually, because cherries are in, cherries are in season right now. So uh, I believe so. Yeah. Because I think I saw them at a grocery store. Um, yeah, I think they are. So I, I might try that. Who knows? Who knows? Endless sure. possibilities. I just—it's a cool hobby. You know me. You're the same it's way. Nice kinda,
1: I mean, it's, it's nice to kind of—I mean—it's nice to kind of you know to push yourself.
0: Yeah, and I um, and I think that's like we just bought a. It, I used to make. Um, was it beef jerky, right? You know, you know I made beef jerky. I took it to work and, you know, Sean shitted on it and everything like that. Right. Um, well, I've been thinking about making beef jerky again, but I've been trying to dive into the hot sauce world, and I feel like I'm more successful at hot sauce than I am beef jerky. I, I think the problem I had with beef jerky was I wasn't slicing it thin enough. Well, the first times I made beef jerky, I didn't work in the meat department. But then once I started working in the meat department, I learned if I slice it really thin should be good. But there's no one down here in Myrtle Beach that cuts meat and I mean I could slice it by hand, but it'll take fucking forever. Yeah, it take a little bit too long. I'd rather just use like a saw, you know um, so maybe I did go to Harris Teeter recently and I bought some cod. Um so uh
1: make good cod.
0: Yeah, well that's what I made for dinner tonight. I made some cod. because um, I was in Wilmington, so I went to the uh, Harris Teeter in Leland and. uh mm-hmm. It's good old, good old memories. I did see something that I wanted to ask you. And What's up? For those listeners out there, if you don't you want to know it, this is, skip like 30 seconds. But there was a, a new sticker on the meat. It says, Previously frozen Meat. Oh, yeah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> like...
1: Basically, because um, <laughs> okay. we've got like no fucking meat anywhere, we've uh, started getting into a bunch of pre-frozen shit. That we just oh, thaw out it man. takes like three days for it to thaw and then we can cut it just like normal meat oh, i mean it's 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 not great quality meat but it's edible like it's there that's what i tell people people say oh this is good no but it's there do you want it and they'll usually say yeah
0: i really like that is to me that's like oh my god like i can just see working in the meat department as a meat cutter, when you see that come in and you hear that that's going to happen, I just... I, I First thing that comes to my mind is, well, I had a good run. <laughs> Soon it's going to be just prepackaged. And I'm going to be fucked. Like, oh no, no. We, still, we still cut it ourselves. Yeah. But,
1: uh... I don't know, it's... It doesn't bother me really that bad. Um, it's, it's great for being just like a sassy asshole to people. Yeah. Because somebody will come in and say, do you have any more of this? And... Say, no, not really. And they say, are you sure? And you say, well, actually, hold on. Let me go, let me go grab it real quick. <laughs> you just walk out in the back with this frozen fucking piece of meat and just slam it down on the counter. Wow. Like 25 pounds. Just scares the shit out of them.
0: <laughs> I
1: mean, me. I don't buy that stuff myself just because it doesn't look all that appealing. But Yeah. yeah. I'm serious, man. We, we had nothing else. Like, it was, it was either that or it's like in the opening days of the pandemic... Where it was nothing but empty shelves for just weeks. Like, literally empty shelves. There was nothing to buy. I, I, I
0: get it. I, and I understand. And, it you know, grocery stores are still struggling to recover. Like, I I go grocery shopping once a week, and I see things where I'm like, man, they're still out of this ketchup? Because I eat a certain type of ketchup. I know I'm weird. Don't judge me. And they're hey, still... I feel the same way about dark soy sauce. That's fine. Everyone has that thing that they're like, this is the only ketchup I eat. And it's just... They're still out of it, so I mean I get it. I you know okay that answers my question then. I mean because I, when I saw that I almost I almost FaceTimed you like call you in with video. Like, what the mm-hmm. hell is this? <laughs> like I was about to ask the, the guy in the checker, yeah, the guy in the checkered shirt. Hey, who's your specialist? Because what the fuck is this?
1: <laughs> yeah, it caused kind of a big stink when it first came out. Everybody was flipping the hell out about it, man. Yeah, I bet. I mean, hell, I just figure most of our seafood comes in frozen. It's not that much different.
0: It's not. Well, seafood I understand because we're not near water. If I was near water, I would really hope that they would get something fresh. So, but who knows? Who knows? Anyway, yeah, so that's what I've been doing. I've been trying to do the hot sauce thing. Um, You know what I've been – I talked about this in another episode by myself that I I recorded um, a couple days ago. Actually, no. I recorded it today, but I just uploaded it. Um, but this episode's gonna be a couple days after today. So, <laughs> but I um, I started watching a lot of TikTok. Do you know what TikTok is? Yeah, it's like Vine, right? It's like the new it's Vine. It's exactly like all it is is Vine. It's 100 percent like Vine. But it's been giving me like my creative bones going. You know, with everyone being like unemployed and stuff, like people are creating things. They're painting doing this like every time i watch this shit i just want to do something new like i've i've like repainted stuff i, I mean i've cleaned my garage twice <laughs> like, i did all this just because i'm seeing videos of people doing things so it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy i didn't know if uh, you were on the, the the tiktok train
1: no i haven't joined tiktok or anything like that but i've seen people like like, the kids up front, because that shows how fucking old I am. Yeah. They show me that shit all the time. I don't understand it, but, you know, if if it entertains you, God bless you. Mm-hmm. You know, it just ain't my thing. Vine, to me, was a lot like just a needle in a stack of needles. Like, there'd be one that'd make me laugh and then I'd just be sitting through 15 other ones that were just completely fucking cringy. Uh-huh. So what I respected about, like, the compilation videos on YouTube. You could just, like, Oh fast yeah, fast forward through it if you
0: didn't see anything oh. you liked. Well, I think um, my attention span has just been getting dumber and dumber and dumber, or slower, slower. I mean, like, <laughs> like I'm just all over the place, and since I have ADHD, I think that's what draws me to it. It's just constantly, constantly, constantly. So,
1: well, my question for you would be, you know, there were these these brief little back and vine was still a thing. There were these vine stars. Like these people that all they would do is create like comedy sketches and shit. Oh for yeah. Vine. Like
0: and of King, course, there's YouTubers. King... Like YouTubers are every where. Well, Vine do stars. Think... What were they like? I mean, think Jake Paul was a Vine star, right? And like King Bash and all these other people. Yeah, I got. Oh, you. so it
1: was it was their it was their fault. Um, <laughs> but do you think there's gonna be something like that with going with TikTok, where there's like these oh, yeah. TikTokers, these famous people?
0: Absolutely. I mean, people are. It's just another way because once you get that blue check mark, just like on Twitter, which I keep trying to verify the Couch on Fire podcast because it is a legitimate business. Um, <laughs> but once you get that check mark, people see that and they they start advertising and giving you money and things like that. Like, oh hey, you got this, you know? Like, oh, you're a famous some TikToker. Can you do an ad for me, or can you put that Coca Cola can behind you when you're dancing? You know, like, or some kind of thing like that. These are these are called influencers, I believe. And that's basically what they're doing. They're just becoming all crazy and stuff. Like my daughter, she's screaming in the other room. Mm. Yeah, she's pretty crazy. I,
1: God, that that influencer culture, man, that shit is, like, evil. Uh-huh. Yeah, so many that's... times, like, there, there's people who are only famous for being, like, Instagram influencers mm-hmm. and Vine people and... I guess my question is like, where the hell does that even, like, what's what's the chicken or the egg, you know, like, what, who follows these people to the point where they have these hundreds of thousands of followers, and they can start commanding like these huge cash bonuses and sponsorships and everything?
0: Yeah. Oh, I don't. I mean, I, I, it's a it's a very unknown world to me. I, I don't know. I don't really know. Don't, I'm not sure why. Why it's like that? I don't know.
1: Good question. I like it. I just I don't get it. It's like if I'd understand it. It's just if it's somebody who thinks you're hot and Mm -hmm. they just want to you know watch you sit there and just gawk at the camera for five or ten minutes. But
0: yeah, that's what I do. It's fucking everywhere, dude. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you right now, it's probably blooming more because of what's going on in the world. Like, so if you think about it, 2020 has been shit ever since it started. And, oh yeah. You know, like I didn't. I mean, I knew about TikTok's been around for a, a little bit, and I, I knew about it, but I didn't really get too much into it until like the whole COVID nineteen thing and people being quarantined and stuff. You had nothing to do, and then and that's when I downloaded TikTok, and then it grabbed me. And I'm sure I'm not the only middle aged white guy or middle aged person, period, that that has been gravid like gravitated to that that uh, social media thing, but. Um, with that said, dude, that kind of brings me into what I wanted to talk to you about. Twenty twenty, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, so let's 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 stop for a second and look at the history. So, what do, what happened in January of twenty twenty? Do you remember? I honestly don't. I don't um, remember anything about January. Um, it's been. It seems like it's been forever. Uh, Australia was on fire. <laughs> Do you remember that? Um, so there was this big thing. There was a lot of fires in Australia. Like half of the, half of Australia was on fire, um, and it just this dust storm happened and just caught on fire. And people were evacuating. All these animals were dying, and it was a big thing. Then February came, and you got you know one of the biggest NBA stars ever, like icons. Kobe dies, and then you start hearing about this 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 thing from China called coronavirus. And then March hits, then the coronavirus happens, and then April comes, you got UFOs, coronavirus, and killer wasps, and then now we're in May, well, we were in May, and it's rioting. It's racism at its best, and now we're, it's just, <laughs> what's going to happen in June, Griffin? What do you think? Uh, I, <laughs>
1: like, she's... probably, the. The fucking meteor is going to hit the earth and just kill us all or yeah.
0: something. So I had a brief conversation with, um, by myself. I did a little, a little 10 minute podcast about what I, the whole, the whole riding thing. And I, I wanted to talk to you about it. I know it's going to just kind of get your opinions on things. But before I say this, I have, I have my own views on it and I think people are not going to like it, but I can care less. Um, but i want to hear yours so bef- but before we get to the riots how do you think i mean i really i really do believe that it, this year's not over we're going into hurricane season okay there's already a tropical storm going to the gulf as we speak um you know there's a really good chance that you know the odds of a, a mass shooting are pretty good in the united states so i can see that happening Um, you know, you're talking asteroids, there could be a a volcano, there could be tornadoes. I mean, if the year started off this bad, do you think it's going to end good?
1: (sighs) See, that's, that's the, like, potato, potato thing, because I don't know whether we're going to, if we're, if we already got, like, kind of the worst out of the way, or if it's only going to get worse from here. Yeah. I don't fucking know, man. Mm. I'm starting to, I'm starting to get sick of it. I I feel like we keep building towards a boiling point and then every time we get close to the boiling point somebody pours in more cold water and turns the heat back up so they start the boiling all over again. Yeah. And it's it's good that like nobody's getting fucking burned or anything, but it also it would have been nice to just kind of get it over with. And just let that boil over happen and then just throw the pot out and get a brand new pot. And ah, I I don't know, man. I'm just... I'm, I'm exhausted. That's what it is. I'm just exhausted in this fucking year and it's not even halfway over yet.
0: Well, I think um, that's... So, let's talk about the riots. That's pretty much where I'm at right now with the, this whole protesting riot thing. Um, the reason why I say riots and not protesting is because the riots are just overshadowing this protest
1: which is a crying shame because i is. think it's a it's a valid criticism to make there's oh. a, there's a valid like reason to be angry oh yeah
0: exactly.
1: and if nothing else i'm glad that i'm surprised but pleasantly surprised that people actually seem to care now like there's a there's a momentum that's building and change that is happening like across the nation
0: mm-hmm
1: there are like public figures, there's politicians, there's police chiefs all saying that this is a huge problem and this is something that needs to change. This never used to happen before. It used to be like silence, it used to be apathy. And there is no apathy anymore.
0: You might love it, you might hate it, but you have an opinion. Well, see, that's why, um, so the one thing that I wanna say that might make people mad is, I don't mind the destruction of things. Like when you look on news and you see all these people lighting cop cars on fire, um, it actually doesn't bother me. It doesn't like okay whatever. Maybe you maybe we have to push it to that point to, to get attention to the problem. You know like standing in front of uh, highways, stopping traffic. Um, you know not leaving the White House. Um, you know, but the but destroying businesses and stealing stuff is a whole nother problem. That's that is just. Dumb. That is kids being kids. That is the dumbest thing, and that just overshadows the whole reason why this happens. Now, like I said, I don't mind if they. I don't care that they blow. When when I found out that they caught the the police station on fire, but all the cops Honestly, were, I like, laughed. <laughs> see, that's the thing. I, I that, that that didn't bother me. Honestly, I was all for it because maybe that's what needs to happen. That needs to happen. You know, that that is the precinct that all four of those officers worked at and they needed to destroy it because it's just like, it's like um, there's an old saying, like a crack house. Like a a little girl got raped in that crack house. Why not tear down that crack house? Or for the rest of her life, she has to walk past that crack house and see that, and remember the things that happened to her. Or her family's got to walk past that crack house and remember the things that happened to her. So to me, that precinct is a, is an actual like memory of something that just caused the whole nation to crumble. So, absolutely burn that shit down. The cop thing, so it's tough to play. You gotta play both sides. And I understand I'm a privileged white guy. And I understand that. But it's easy for me to say play both sides. But it just, I don't know. I'm glad that some cops are kneeling and walking with the protesters. I'm really glad. Oh, so know. am I.
1: I think yeah. that's. I think that's a good thing. It's a good step, on the right path. Um, but I have absolutely. I didn't feel bad at all when they burned that that precinct down. I thought it was a good thing. Yeah. Actually, because like even if you, you tell me that like oh they're just isolated incidents, it's just bad officers and stuff like that. The officer who killed George Floyd had like twelve or thirteen fucking complaints against them. Yeah. Of excessive force, police brutality, and everything. It's a failed system. And, and it was all just like covered up. The the leadership at that precinct is fucking evil, man.
0: Yeah.
1: No. And I, you got I agree. like so many people, their fucking body cameras aren't working suspiciously. Anytime there's some incident of police brutality, like, come on, you think it's the just the officer that's doing that? No, there's sergeant or whatever's covering for him. Like there's such an institutional level of corruption yeah. as far as the police go. On the street level, I'm certain that there are there are good cops. I know for a fact that there are, I know some of them personally, mm-hmm. but if you are in any leadership position for any amount of time, either the rank and file hates you or you are actively part of the
0: problem as far as covering up for bad officers goes. And if you like, so my wife and I have been watching the riots pretty much every night. Like it's like a, it's like our new show that we watch. Like, oh, what's going on now in the riots? Um, mm-hmm. And you see cops are still doing dumb stuff. They're still aggressive. Now this is so I, I, I've come to the conclusion this is I, I'm not saying I can fix the problem, but this is what I think's going on. So one, the cops are just hired. They're probably working all day, everything. But doesn't matter, they signed up for this. But the biggest thing is, these cops are like, okay, so when I get mad, you see me get mad. I scream, mm-hmm. I get upset, um, I, I don't rationalize. I don't think about it. Think about the problem, solve the problem, and move on from it. I get so emotional, I'm, I'm a loose canning. You think I'm the only person like that? Hell no. Like, I could possibly be bipolar. Some of these cops could have psychologically things wrong with them. But their screening to get into the, you know, the, the, the police academy probably was like four questions, and they answered it all right, and they got in. They didn't really psychologically screen them, like saying, so your mom beat you? <laughs> so maybe you shouldn't be a cop. Like They didn't do that. So now you put people on the street with a weapon, um, with and now they feel entitled because they're, you know, these are the bad cops. They feel entitled, and they feel like these are, you know, I can do whatever I want. And then you push them one time, they lose their mind. They don't act like an adult. They act like a child, and they just start doing dumb stuff, and that's what's going on.
1: It's also partially the way that they're trained. I can't speak to how they're trained these days, but I know that like back in the 80s and 90s and stuff, cops were taught under no circumstances are you ever to cede control of the situation to the person that you're detaining. You have to constantly dominate the situation. You have to constantly be the authority figure. You can never be wrong. You can never cast doubt on yourself of what you're doing. And never let them forget who you are and what you're doing. That mindset, once you've got it locked in place, like you go, you train with a sergeant, you like ride along with them. You see them dominating everyone around them when they go on these stops. And then you see that there's no consequences for your actions. That's the problem I was talking about earlier with the with the lax leadership. There's no consequences. That's the reason why, like. Cops are still, even though the eyes of the nation are on them, they're still fucking up. They're still doing police brutality. They're still beating people, pepper spraying people. Because they're so used to getting away with it for so long, it's become a part of their ingrained behavior. It's their natural response. And they're shocked that they're getting in trouble for it now. It's like, I've always done this. What are you talking about? Why are you mad? This is what we've always done. We're going to be at a point in the nation, if something doesn't drastically change in the next six to eight months, we're going to come to a moment like a precipice where either the the relationship between the police and the community is forever damaged, irreparably damaged, or a monumental change in the way that policing is done will have to take place. Yeah. Like an entirely different a whole new rule book, the way that cops deal with things, the way that they escalate or de-escalate situations, it has to change. Well, it cannot keep going on.
0: So us as Americans, we're very we we need to change, you know. Things change. Like the right, like I was telling I was telling Kristen, I said the right to bear arms. Um, you know when they made that and put it in the Constitution, like there was musket guns. They didn't know that one day there was going to be AK-47s or you know sniper rifles that can blow your damn brain out. Like, <laughs> like so. I feel like the Constitution needs to change. It needs to adapt and change to how the world is. Um, there's there's judges and there's pe- lawyers. There's all these people in higher higher seats that have been in the office for like twenty some years. They need to go out. You need to bring new people in, or they or every three years they need to you know the the serve. They can only serve so much. Just like the president, they should be only have to serve like four to five years. Like, there's no, you need that constant change to, you know, why do you think medical marijuana is not illegal in every state? Because there's judges that are like, no, I don't want this because I was born in the 40s and we don't believe in this. Like, Yeah, the devil's drug. Yeah, so, you know, I agree with you 100%. We need, as a society, be able to adapt to the new things. You know, there's, we, we're we pretty much one, we're one color, we're one sex. There is no, you know, like, at this point in life, like, who, you know, we need to change the racism outlook. We need to change the, you know, who cares about your sexual orientation? <laughs> like, we just need to change as people. And once that starts happening, maybe, maybe racism will start diminishing. But, you know, that's a whole other topic. Racism is just something else.
1: <laughs> yeah, racism has been ingrained it in our culture for so long. It, won't go, like gonna... it won't go away.
0: feel like it's going to go away. It's going to take so long to change anything, Well, I feel. It won't go away because, like, okay, say if you had a grandfather who, you know, was a slave. But then he got freed, but he told his son, listen, the white man's a bad man. He beat me, he did all this stuff. Then his son gets upset and tells his son, and it's just a train. Same, same thing on the white side. Like, oh, well, you know... These guys are just always thugs. They're always doing, you know. It just all starts with your parenting. Be a better parent. So I think our generation should be the generation that changes it, and it's slowly changing, but not not fast enough because things like this happen. And it it, we every time we make two steps forward, we go fifteen steps back. You know, like it's just I don't know, Griffin. I don't know. I really don't know what's going to happen to this world. Like I'm. I'm not scared like I, I was you know someone asked me like oh you're not nervous about the riots or you're not nervous about I mean I'm a little scared about COVID-19 just because I can't wait to he- see in two weeks how many more people have it <laughs> Um, yeah, because cause of the
1: fucking idiots won't quit uh, <laughs> going out in public
0: yeah Um, but I'm not scared because I'm here my job in life is to protect my family and protect me and protect you know people that I love so as long as they're safe, if as as they are safe, then I've been doing my job. Um, now some Americans out there might think, well, your job is also to protect your country, you know, to make sure you know your country's doing well. Well, you know what? I I will vote this November, and I think everyone else should vote this November. Maybe they'll start yeah, changing. If, I wonder if you know, for better or worse,
1: this whole. All this shit that's going down now. Yeah. You know, last uh, election in 2016, it had, I think, a record low for voter turnout. I wonder if that's going to change this go-around. Absolutely. People have been, like, getting wound up so fucking much. For
0: better or worse, something will change this go-around, I feel. Well, my whole thing, especially the way Donald Trump's literally been acting the last... So right now, Griffin and I are recording this podcast. It's... June 2nd, okay? I plan on uploading it June 4th, so two days after I do this. So I don't know what's going to happen in the next two days. But right now, as of right now, I watched Donald Trump do the dumbest thing that anybody could possibly do um, yesterday, and I think the fact that he did not want to go to the... the, He just deflects, man. He just deflects. He's been telling... Like, I I don't want to bash him because, like, I try to stay out of politics for this reason alone, But he's deflecting and it's not looking good for him. And I think more people are going to turn out. I do. If every one of those protesters turned out and voted against him, he would lose. (laughs) He might still. But there's there's people out there that think he's still going to win.
1: Well, part of that is because of the nominee that we chose. I didn't choose him, but he's the one that was chosen. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like or respect joe biden whatsoever i'll still vote for him because at the end of the day my own personal feelings are are not as important on the uh, as the supreme court for me yeah i don't think ruth bader ginsburg is going to make it another four years so the future of the supreme court is at stake i will vote for him because of that but i do not like him i do not respect him i don't value his policies and I think if anyone could potentially, I think he's like the new Hillary. If anybody could lose to Trump, it would be him.
0: Yeah. Well, so he's trying. Well, from what I heard down the grapevine, um, he might, you know, he might have a woman vice president, which hands down would be the smartest move for him. If you look at it as like a like a game plan, like if you if you were going into a match and you need to beat this guy, what would you do? So Joe Biden, obviously, you know there is a lot of people that like him because he was with obama and so he's a, he's associated with you know obama and people loved obama so that's that's one plus two if he picks a woman vice president he just gained so many more voters because of the woman now if he picks a woman of color either mexican latino or black he is 100% going to destroy Donald Trump (laughs) like there's no way I don't care even the magna or whatever they're called Trump supporters that come out of the woodworks but well (laughs) I know I
1: don't know I I get all
0: well we can stop talking about the politic part well
1: I don't mind I don't mind talking about politics it just it's the the confidence is what scares me a little bit because it leads to apathy among liberals and it drives me crazy what happened in 2016. Everybody thought, "Well, Hillary's got it in the bag, so I'm gonna preserve my moral compass by not voting for this person because she's gonna win anyway." And then they no. fucking lost.
0: Well, I think because of that too. That's in the back of a lot of people's minds. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I hope there's a protest closer to the election date, and people like go out, go out and vote. Like, I hope people are forced to go out and vote. I hope, like. People in my neighborhood come knocking on my door like, listen, you we need your voice. You need to vote. Even if they are like telling me to vote for one side more than the other. Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't voted in the last three elections. Which, shame on me. I should. That's my duty as a United States you know, representative here. Like, <laughs> Not representative. A United States citizen. Um, but I, I'm probably going to vote. I'm definitely going to vote this year. Like, I just want, you know, like you said, I'm, I don't really know too much about Biden. Um but it's kind of like, yeah, I just... He, he will be an
1: adequate president. He won't get in the way. He won't accomplish anything of note,
0: but he won't cause too much problems. He won't, like, break anything. All I want him to do is clean up the mess that's been going on. And then if he can at least clean it up, then maybe he'll get reelected. But he'll serve four years. Try to clean up the economy. Try to clean up the unemployment rate. Try to clean up the racism thing. Um,
1: I think didn't he um, didn't he say he was committing to only one term because of his age?
0: Uh, he might have. See, I didn't dive too much into it. Um, yeah, I mean, he might be doing that. I mean, that that be that'd be fine as long as he's doing that and just committing to it. Um, yeah, that'd be, that'd be that'd be that'd be pretty cool. And then I don't uh, know. I don't, uh, it's it's all it's all crazy. It's all up in the air. And uh...
1: listen, man, I'm one of those dickheads who was like a huge Bernie Sanders supporter, and I still am. Um, that's what worries me right there, because there's been a significant portion of Bernie Sanders supporters online who are refusing to vote for Joe Biden because they say he's not. We're not voting for a party. We're voting for a, like an idea, and mm-hmm. Joe Biden does not encompass those ideas. Yeah. That's what I mean when I said that, like, there's people who, despite probably, like, agreeing with him idealistically, they're refusing to back him because they don't like him personally. Which I think is a very short-sighted move myself. Yeah. Uh... I, I, I don't like the man. <laughs> and even though I don't personally think that there's a lot of credibility to the whole Tara Reid accusations... Yeah. the fact that there is even a doubt like when I first initially when I first heard the the accusation I thought well yeah of course that sounds about right and then of course you know all the stuff started coming out and like the doubts began and now I, I reasonably believe that like he didn't do it if for no other reason than when he was getting vetted by Obama's team to become his VP if there was even an inkling of anything like that they would have dropped him like a stone Yeah. but the fact that it's even a possibility is going to cost him a lot in this election. Like it's going to be a very sore point. They're going to have to address it early on and aggressively. And it came at the worst possible time. Oh yeah. Of course the guy, you know, pushing it fucking like grab him by the pussy. You know, I don't know why people are, (laughs) I know why people are, are following his opinion on anything, but you know, in theory, you'd want to be the better guy here. And you'd want to have that clean slate. And I really wish I was... I was getting excited for Bernie Sanders
0: right now. But <laughs> we have to make do with what we well, have, man. I think um, maybe that's the... Maybe after this, the sum, the rest of the summer, it stays mm-hmm. calm. But a lot of things might happen in this fall. If Trump still wins, there's probably going to be more yeah. rioting. If, um, if Trump makes it. I'm not saying anything, but if something does happen to him, I mean, there might be some rioting there. I mean, there's just there's just so much in the air, and I'm so, I'm I'm, I'm something
1: of... I'm not really super conspiratorial, but I do get kind of worried. He's, like, mobilizing the military now. Yeah. And he's been doing all this talking on Twitter about how, like, the election is going to be rigged with all these mail-in ballots and stuff. Yeah. Do you think he would try and
0: postpone the election? Oh, he's 100%. Well, I... I think See, subconsciously, I think he knows he might... He's losing right now. Like, in his mind. In his mind, he thinks he's losing. And I think he... You know, and he's going to be remembered... Because this year, 2020, is going to go down in the history books. And he's going to be remembered as the president that that was president during this history books. So I think that he's either... You know what? I'm going to go out with a bang. Or... He's just the type of person, like, you got to kill me before I get out of this fucking chair. Like, he might not leave the White House. He might—the whole army I mean, he's—even if he got voted out, he's technically our president until January 1st. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I just don't— January 21st, I believe. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't—I just don't know. I don't know what he— So, what he
1: could do then. Now, after the 21st— he is no longer the president. He's considered a trespasser. If he refuses to leave, the master at arms in the White House
0: will just literally physically remove him. Um, I would love to see that. Wouldn't that be fun? Like, just oh, that would I be just... great. He'd
1: be telling the Secret Service to fucking like, kill the guy, and they're just like, well, you're not the president anymore, so oh my God. whatever. It might be... <laughs> um, but he could do a lot of damage between November 8th and January 21st. If he really felt like just like being spiteful and petty yeah he could do a lot of damage in those two months and that is something i'm concerned about
0: well i guess we'll find out what happens the rest of the year um but yeah is that uh that's all i got griffin that's all i got for this uh this lovely episode what do you got anything? yeah it's a
1: yeah nice little doom and gloom kind of to yeah. start off your weekend just right <laughs>
0: Well, you know, I mean, this is the topic. This is what we can talk about. I mean, this is what everyone's talking about, but I don't know. Like I said, though, I wonder what's going to happen in the next two days. So it's going to be pretty interesting.
1: I mean, just, you know, if you're going to protest, go out there, be safe. Like, don't go fucking killing cops or anything. Don't go looting shit, smashing buildings. Stay away from tear gas. But do, like, exercise your right to assembly. You know, don't let people fucking disperse you because they don't like hearing what you say um contact your representatives make sure they're on your side and honestly god what i would tell people more so than anything like obviously vote in november that's important vote in the presidential elections but vote in your local elections too (laughs) i don't see hardly anybody posting about voting for fucking state senators or oh yeah like fucking council people you know fucking commissioners All this stuff matters. Even like county judges. Every little thing you can do, every tiny little bit you can add to the cause, so to speak, it matters.
0: Oh yeah. vote local, I guess.
1: That would be my that'd be my advice. Just vote local.
0: That is a good last word for you. I like that. That that was a good that was a good one. But before we go, I'm just gonna say one thing on my end. Fuck (laughs) Yuron.
1: Fuck Yuron.
0: If you guys love and like what you just heard, please like and share us. Go to our Facebook page or Instagram page or Twitter page, all at Couch on Fire Podcast. Um, we couldn't do this without you guys' support, and we want to continue doing this because we do love and cherish everything we say and everything we do. And uh, Thank you guys for everything, and I will see you next episode.